Hey, and welcome to Connectivity 199. I'm your host, Nicholas Bray, and today I am joined by Neil Ronahan. Hi, everybody. And Adam Abunasa. Uh, I'm not like that starstruck taste, just Neil. <laughs> it's just Neil today. He's like, just oh, no. Neil. Uh, hello. <laughs> so on a podcast it's been a while. Zach. Yeah, it has. Uh, since Star Wars, I must have offended yeah. you so much yeah, you didn't want to talk right. to me. Anymore. No, I haven't been asked. Like, don't give me any of that shit. What? <laughs> I've been busy. Like, I think if you asked me, I might not have been able to do it. But I think there might have been once that you asked me, but I couldn't do it. Mm. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about the Pokemon anime. But um, first, we'll jump into whatever we've been up to. So, Neil, what have you been doing lately? Um, Probably the biggest one, and the review for that just went up on uh, this, the day of recording, March 1st. Um. The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess HD, which, I mean, I played, I haven't really touched much of Twilight Princess since it came out in 2006, in which I beat it within, like, a few weeks of it coming out. Uh, and I really enjoyed it then, and then over time I kind of soured on it, because I think that the, op- I, or like, I guess I had convinced myself, like, oh, the opening's so slow, it takes so long to get going, and, like, all the characters suck, and it looks muddy, um... And I think some of my complaints that I developed in retrospect were accurate, but most of them were kind of dumb. Because I think that the opening is slow. Uh, the the from zero to dungeon is about two hours, which like I know when I did uh, when I replayed Ocarina of Time 3D, or when I guess when I played Ocarina of Time on the 3DS, the zero to dungeon time is about thirty to forty minutes. So like that's a what? that's a huge no, that's it's a like, huge game. It's, it's like ten minutes. Oh, it's less than that. You guys don't I, have I, play I, of time. A casual leisurely stroll to the Deku Tree, basically. Yeah, I mean, oh. I'm not I'm not talking about like speed running it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. I mean, I'm if, if, yeah, if we're gonna go back and break down Ocarina of Time, it's like okay, you have the intro cutscene, uh, then you have to go around the town. What then? You need to talk to Soraya. Then you yeah. Most get of, most of the stuff early on in Ocarina is just slow scrolling text yeah. and like cutscenes and stuff. Yeah. Probably the actual gameplay is about five to ten minutes. But yeah. as far as everything else that happens around it, like I mm. think I, I like I I know when I played Ocarina of Time three D, I deliberately saved when I got to inside the Deco tree and looked at the play clock and it was about a half an hour. Hmm. Um okay. but Twilight Princess, the zero to dungeon thing was I think I think I like I think I was knocking on the door of the Forest Temple at like maybe an hour 50. Yeah. And I think Skyward Sword might similarly be long. I haven't done, I haven't, I didn't do the zero to dungeon test with Skyward Sword. And I think with <laughs> I Wind Waker. I can't even remember what happens at the start of Skyward Sword, really. I mean, it, that might, that might be a slow burn too. Mm. It's really slow. You have to go through the flying training and your girlfriend yeah. pushes you off the building. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's really slow. It's like four I, hours. I like, I, I like, I like the intro discovered sort mm. a lot. I, I still like the intro discovered sort a lot more than Twilight Princess, but I feel like Twilight Princesses is way less offensive going back to it now than I seem to remember it being when I tried to replay the game a couple times. Mm. Um, I mean, it's just, I don't, I, do you guys care about any of the characters in Ordon Village? Not really. I tried, to, I, I tried to like care about Lilia, uh, Ilia. Um, I don't even at, know how to pronounce her name. I don't time, care. But I was like, oh, you're not Saria. I can't really care about your dopey face. Yeah. <laughs> I like the really ugly baby. 
Yeah, the, the entrepreneurial yeah. baby. Mm. Which, like, that, yeah. like, I remember when I played that game initially, I had no idea what the hell was going on with that. Because I thought that that was, like, a toddler. And then, like, he opened a store? <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I mean, like, I love the ridiculousness of that, but I still, like, I... The game tries so hard, especially in those first couple, like, dungeons and areas that you go in, to make you care about Ordon Village. Yeah. And I just, I never, never See, at like, all. that worked on me in, like, Ocarina of Time. Like, I do kind of yeah. care about the Kokiri and the Deku Tree and stuff, and I'm not really sure exactly what the difference is. Maybe it, it was because they weren't really There wasn't trying. a million characters in... Yeah. In it Ocarina w- of Time, it's it's. I don't don't actually know what to pronounce this. Is it Saria, Saria? I say Saria. I say yeah, Saria. I mean, I, yeah, I'm not. I'm honestly not. I think I used to say Sierra sure. as well. <laughs> but like, it's you know why in Ocarina of Time it, it, it works because they focus on one character being your connection. Like mm. there is like there's what is it? Mido is a little dick. Yeah. And then, like yeah. the Deku trees there too, and Navi's yeah. introduced at that time too. But really, Link's entire like. His, I mean, I guess it's kind of a romance, but it's, I mean, maybe it's more a friendship is like, it's just with one person. There are other characters on the periphery, but it's just one person. And in Twilight Princess, you have the stuff with Ilya, then you have the stuff with Colin, then you have stuff with all the other kids that get kidnapped. Mm. And it's like, I, I, they, they would throw around names being like, oh, what about that one? I'm like, who the hell's that? Yeah. It seemed like they were, it was. It felt a bit forced. They were trying to make you feel like connected to yeah. it, but it sort of fell flat. I mean, the music, the music does its part to, to make yeah. you care. Mm. And, and we're focusing on a very small part of this game. Oh yeah, that, we're just sort of. That I think. I, I mean, this is just going back to it. What what stood out to me was how fantastic the dungeons are. Even even some of the early ones, like I know it seems to be the popular consensus is that like the Twilight Princess's dungeons are fantastic, but only after the first couple, which I kind of disagree with. Because, like, the Fire Temple has that cool mechanic where, like, the magnets with the iron Yeah, that boots. looks really cool. I like the and look like, of that stuff. Yeah, and, like, it, it opens up to some really neat puzzles. And I, like, all the dungeons in this game are great. The the crappy thing with Twilight Princess is that I feel like when you're not in a dungeon, the game's not that good. Because I think the side quests are some of the worst in the series. I think the mm. characters outside of Midna are very unmemorable. But it's still very fun because the dungeons are such a big part of that game. I hate Midna. Everyone loves Midna and I don't get it. She's mean. She always hurts my feelings. She never wants to hurt, help me with the puzzles. And she turns me into the damn stupid wolf. Like I, I am not, not a Midna fan. I don't, I'm not, I don't even really disagree with you there. I just, I think she's a fun character and I think that it's not that often. You know, I mean, I guess it does happen kind of like in, in some Zelda games, um, more than others, I just, she goes through a character arc in that game. And usually a lot of these Zelda characters are static. It's just outside of Link, like getting new abilities and weapons and stuff. Usually it's just like, here's Zelda. She's a princess. Or like, Ganon's evil. And like, I'm a sage. And like, there's no character progression. With Midna, there's actually like, she's, She's kind of the main character of the entire game. Hmm. See, I never like beat it. She was just mean to me, and it turned me off. I was like, okay. Well, at the start, she was like using you, basically, and then she yeah. ends up forming a bond with you later on. So, yeah, yeah. Like it's it it reminds it's like they tried to duplicate that with Phi and Skyward Sword, which mm. that kind of worked on me because I like the whole like the concept of of 
I don't know, like, are we wary about spoilers for Skyward Sword? Because I think what I am about to say might be considered a slight it's all right. spoiler. It's yeah, a warning, spoiler no, yeah, warning. Yeah, if you're really that worried about, like, a minor thing about parts of the game, that's really easy to figure out. Um, I mean, what I liked about Skyward Sword is it's kind of just, like, a story about a boy and a sword. Like, <laughs> and the sword is kind of, like, active like a dog. The Legend of but, Zelda, boy and a sword. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, that's what, that's like, what when I got... That's what it's called, man. <laughs> yeah. The Skyward Boy and a Sword. Um, but because, I mean, that's what it is, is that, like, I mean, the ending of that game is just like, oh, Fi is the Master Sword. Mm. Um, and then gets put into the, into the, the stone or whatever, and then time goes on. I think the problem and, with. Wait, is that the Fi end of the game, or is that the beginning of the game? Well, I mean, I think you do take her out of the, the stone or whatever, but I, I mean, I'm going off of, like, I haven't, I haven't, yeah, played that game in five I don't, years. I don't really think it's spoilers. I think it's more like premise. But no, but I don't think the fact that Fi is the becomes the master sword. I think yeah, that's the, technically a the spoiler. The spoiler at the end is that Girahim was Ganon's sword, and that was the big demise. twist at the end. No, yeah, but I think demise. That, I think the idea. That, I mean, I guess whatever. We're arguing over if something is a spoiler from a game that we haven't played in a while. <laughs> but but I mean, I like I like that element, and I feel like it worked for me in Skyward Sword. But it seems like it worked for way more people with Midna. As far as being that kind of like that character that you formed a bond with, that was the dri- partially the driving force of the entire story. See, I really like I like Navi a lot too for some reason. Even though Navi doesn't really have much of a personality outside of telling you information, like. But um, I think Fire compared to Midna was um too dull, too like straight. They should have like given her more. You should have made her less mechanical than a um robot, like a robot. Yeah, I liked um, when she danced. That was fun. Mm, yeah, Mm-mm. that was boring. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway. So, how do you like the the HDness, Neil? I I, I use the the highly advanced metric of bring my wife into the room, being like, "Does this look like a modern game to you?" And she said, <laughs> "Yes." So yeah, the HD graphics ah. worked. Um, but, but, I mean, it, it does feel like it. It doesn't feel like I'm playing a game from ten years ago, which I think is the best compliment that I can say about it. Yeah. Is that like it just felt like I was playing a modern game? Granted, it's not like a modern game that's going to blow your pants off, but it's mm. like I, I think if you were to go play Twilight Princess, you're not going to be like, "Well, this looks like shit." Like you're going to be like, "Yeah, this looks pretty good." Yeah. No, I will be like. Yeah, I don't know. You're have this discerning eye there ugly. being like, I yes, don't we know, know that Adam hates Twilight Princess. Toilet paper. Zelda toilet paper. <laughs> I, I, I hate it. It's so dark and sad and muddy and... I hated the art style back in the day. I think the art style, um, the strength of the art style is shown off in the HD graphics because it looks a lot better. Does it, like, lighten up at all? Yeah, like, I actually is it, think, is like... It, People keep on ripping on it for being so dark, and, like, there's a lot of vibrant colors in that game. Yeah, in the daylight, out in the field and stuff, you get a lot of um, greens and blues yeah. and stuff. Like, It's just that, it... unfortunately, the most notable part about that game is the Twilight crap, mm-hmm. which is dark, because it's the Twilight. But, yeah. like, you go to other areas, and you're like, oh, this is really colorful. Like, I forgot how bright this was. Now, I really don't want to rebuy this game. Should I play the Wii version? Should I push through it? Or should I just continue hating it forever without so ever beating you, it? Why don't you just not play it if you don't like it that much? Yeah. Because it comes up in conversation like every year. <laughs> I have to get in an argument with someone about it. 
Um, but I so got. So you just to... want to finish it so you could be like, I finished it and I still don't like it. Is it worth it? I mean, I think it's a very good game. How did you get, it's... Adam? How far did you play all the way through it all? No, so three times in my life, I've started at the beginning and gotten to like the third temple, like the water one. Yeah. And either beaten it or gotten lost in it or not started it. And that's as far as I've gotten. I don't know if the, it's like the Ocarina of Time, cool, where though. after that I grow up and like. I think it's it worthwhile beautiful. to push through that water temple and then see the next couple dungeons. And if you're still miserable after like dungeons four and five, then then maybe just give it up. But but I mean that's that's the one like for me uh, replaying it now. I didn't think that the early dungeons were that bad. But that seems to be what the general consensus is amongst people talking about the game and reminiscing about it now is that those first three dungeons aren't the best. And then after that, it, it's, it's fantastic. Like, I would say that the best dungeons of that game are later on. Yeah. But I also like the forest, the forest, I think the forest temple does some cool things. Fire temple. I really like the, the boot stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The boot stuff. And then, and then, I mean, when you get to the back half, that's when you start getting the ridiculous weapons, like the spinner, the ball and chain, the double claw shot. Like, there's, there's some real great stuff in the back half of that game. Mm-hmm. Right, maybe you maybe go someday. snowboarding at one point. That's stupid. Why am I snowboarding? What is this <laughs> Sonic? You're, you're racing a Yeti. <laughs> okay, yeah, this is Zelda Adventure, isn't it? It's just <laughs> like Sonic. Escape from the um, from Ordon. Escape from Snowpeak. <laughs> Okay, so Adam, what's what have you been doing then? Well, I got a PlayStation Four on accident. You know on what? I accident. got I got an Xbox One on accident too. <laughs> it just happens. This is the Sometimes accidental. You other just accidentally thing. paid like four hundred bucks on something. Well, Dude, I did not do bucks. that. I, I got. Bucks. I there was that ridiculous Best Buy deal that uh, that just showed up like late Saturday night, where it's so for three hundred dollars I got an Xbox One that comes with a free game. A four hundred dollar laptop and a fifty dollar gift card to Best Buy. Yeah, it's it a pretty in... crazy deal. Yeah, it got taken price, down. Price a couple... error. Yeah, it was supposed to be five hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah, they switched the amount off and the sale price. So yeah, now it's like two hundred fifty off, but it's six hundred or something. Yep. Um, but my anyway, deal was back, not back that to good. Your PS4. Um, it was like fifteen percent off at Target or something. So it was only 300 and I had just gotten my tax return, and I told myself, like, okay, I'm going to pay off all of my credit card debt and, like, start fresh, you know, new year, like, everything's going to be great. And then I got an email from the school that said, like, hey, we recalculated your student loans. Here's a grant. And I was like, a grant? Like, I, that's just free money, isn't it? So I had all this money, and I was like, what am I going to do with it? So I bought, I bought, a, bought a PS4. And then I get home, and I'm looking through the store, and there are all these games on there that I can't get on Wii U, but I can get on PC, and I have a PC. So I was, like, I immediately regretted it. There's the folly with the PS4 and the Xbox One. If you have a good PC, like, you're not, there's only very few things that you can't get. Yeah, there's, like, nothing on it. But I've had PS Plus for, like, two years, ever since I started doing the free games. I was like, oh, someday I'll probably get a PlayStation. I should probably do that. So even though I never had a PlayStation, I had PS Plus. 
So I would go every month and like download the games to my account. So <laughs> when I when I finally got a PS4, it's like, oh, there's 20 games I've never heard of, but I have them. So that's cool. Uh, and the so first thing I uh, the first thing I did was I played uh, Uncharted. I got the Uncharted bundle, and that was cool. I never played any of those. Um, I really liked the Tomb Raider reboot, and everyone said it was an Uncharted uh, ripoff. So I finally got to play that, and then halfway through it, zombies showed up, and I'm like, Yeah, that's like every Uncharted game. It's just like, oh yeah, now here's the undead. There's the zombies. I'm such a big pussy, and like I don't like zombies. Like that's why I never beat Resident Evil Four. I was like, I was like 17. I was like, yeah, I'm badass. I'm gonna go get. It was when it came out for like thirty dollars on Wii. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get that. And I got it. And I took it home, and I was like, no, oh my god, there's zombies ever. And still to this day, like I can't be that. Don't like zombies. But I powered through it. I ended up staying up all night because you know you can't sleep when you get to the zombie part of a game. You have to power through it or stay up all night until the sun comes up. Uh, but I beat that. And then I did not want to play Uncharted 2 because there were zombies in the first one. But I will. I will someday. Uh, and then I um, was looking through the PS Plus games and I was like, oh, you know what? I just want something colorful and fun and happy that I don't have to think about. And there's this game there called Fez. And I was like, oh my gosh, I remember hearing this game was great. And I have it. I guess I should play it. So it is that game is fantastic. Oh, it was amazing. I kept wanting to quit. I'd be like, "Oh, I'm done." Like, "Oh, I have to learn a secret language." I'm so done. Like, "What? I have to learn <laughs> weird codes?" Like, Psh, "I'm not doing that." And yet I kept going. I kept going, kept going, kept going. And then I like beat the game, and I was like, "Sweet, I'm done. I'm not going to play that anymore." Oh, and then I unlocked it. Oh, I I turned it back on and I went and I did everything. Like that, that game is masterful. Like I, I had the I had the good fortune of playing that game when the internet was first diving into it when it launched on 360 back in the day, and oh like God. that was that was probably one of my favorite weeks of like playing a video game because there were there are puzzles in that game that like people brute forced to try to figure out because it would just be like there'd be this thing and be like what do yeah. we do I don't know we need to do something with a bell and like there were a couple things but like. I went up like I had like two buddies that I played that played a lot of that game with, and it would just devolve into us being like, "What do we even do?" Like we'd have fucking notebook pages out with like the language and the the alphabet and everything. Like, uh, I don't know if I ever want to play a game like that again, but it was magical. I I do. If anyone knows of a game like that, please tell uh, me. Go go buy the witness. I have I have. Oh, I keep hearing that. Also, I hear not to buy it. I don't know. I'm waiting for a Steam sale if, on that. If if you want, well, one one the developer has said that there won't be a sale on that for a very long time, and from what I hear, it has a lot of the same like here's a ridiculous puzzle, try to figure it out. Bye. That 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 Fez has like that was hearing people talk about the witness reminded me of the Fez stuff, and I I almost bit into it, and then I realized I'm like I don't really have time to play it right now. Yeah, I'm gonna wait for a sale, even if it's a very long time. Um, okay, but, but maybe we'll wait for the sale and then we can buy it together and then we can experience it like everyone else did. Yeah, maybe and then all the, all the all all the the answers will be on the internet then and I would yeah. not have so gotten that, through so that can... if it yeah. were for the answers on the internet. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I remember hearing in my mind like somewhere at some point in the history of humanity 
just the name Fez 2, I knew I had heard of it. I was like, that's the yeah. thing. I have to go look it up. And I was all excited, and I go, and I Googled it, and I did not get the answer that I wanted. Uh, so there's no Fez 2. And yeah, it doesn't look like there's ever Well, I mean, that, that, dude, that dude got, like, doxxed off the internet, Phil Fish. He was kind of Gregorious, might be the best way to describe him. He would say a lot of things that would piss people off. Mm. Um, but I mean, I think Fez is brilliant, even if he's, even if Phil Fish is kind of a dick. Um, yeah, he made a, yeah. a game that pissed me off, but I was okay with yeah. it. You know, I have, but I think, I think he, Phil Fish was an early casualty of Gamergate, if, if memory serves me correctly. Yeah, and I had to Google that too. What else are you guys keeping from me? I mean, a lot. We, we want to protect you from the, the you scary, protect me from the world, the scary wilds See, of the internet. We like you this pure. Is, this is why I like Nintendo games. You know, whenever you Google yeah. something, it's always like, oh, well, it's don't, delayed. Don't Google anything. Don't Google, Google anything about the Fire Emblem localization, and you'll be okay. What what happened? Just with stay, stay away from that one. Okay, I'll stay away from that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So. Oh wait, you... I have one last game. Are you okay. One last game. So, you know how I like my games with the weird stories that are just like all story games? Yeah. I played Firewatch and it was so amazing. It's I, great. Uh, so you... I, I, I think I had heard some, I accidentally got the end of that game spoiled for me and then I read about it and was like, oh, yeah, oh. I, I think I, I think I don't feel bad that I'm never going to play it now. The ending was. I don't know. I thought it, it seemed, would be I've, more I've, exciting yeah, when than I, it was. When I read what but, the ending was, I was like, huh, that doesn't sound like that's fulfilling. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because I still enjoyed it. I have to tell myself that it was fulfilling. It was another game that I stayed <laughs> up all night playing, which is a really bad habit of mine. I can't do that. I can't be like, I should go to sleep, or I could stay up all night and play a game. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I guess I, I could. Yeah, I'm in college. Like, I might, I might the do that with, that's gonna with happen? the Xbox One after we're done recording this. Oh, did you Sherlock get it? Holmes game to play. Yeah, Is no, it at it your house? Today. Yeah, like I wow. said. Wow. Do you have all your systems next to each other? No, the Wii U's upstairs. The The PS4 is what? near the to... Xbox One. You gotta stack that shit. I mean, I don't stack have it. to. No, you stack, don't stack it. <laughs> stack it, it like Amiibo, unsafe. man. Overheating. Yeah, I don't like stack Amiibo. amiibo. You don't stack your amiibo? They, they're standing oh next to each other. I have space no, now. They have to stand on top of each other, man. Amiibo stacking is like... Maybe you're not like hardcore amiibo like I am, but that's I mean, like not. hardcore <laughs> amiibo. That's what we do. We stack our amiibo. And then and do you go amiibo no. tipping? You go to other people's <laughs> houses and you're just like, bitch, there goes your stack. Knock them over. Yeah, man. No, I'm kidding. We play Jenga <laughs> with, with the amiibo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, Firewatch was cool. You just walk around the forest. You're this guy. Your life is kind of falling apart. Um, you're not, you don't have kids. You're not as successful as you thought you'd be. Your relationship with your wife is kind of like messy. I'm not going to spoil it. Um, and then you take a job living in a tower in the woods in a national park, watching for fires. And the whole Hence game. the name. Yeah. And the whole game, you just talk to your boss on a walkie-talkie and she's this lonely lady who's worked at the park for a really long time you're, you're this lonely dude and she tries to figure out like why you would want to leave to live out in the woods he's kind of grow close 
you learn a lot about her. Um, and that's what it is. You're just walking around the woods, making friends with someone. She tells you about different parts of the woods. Like, oh, that used to be a scout camp. Yeah, kids always go there and throw beer everywhere. Like, it's just f- fun. It builds a little world that you get to live in for a couple hours. And I think it took me, a lot of people complained it was short, but it took me like five or six hours. So it's like three movies, you know. It's a good amount of time. So anything else on the PS4 that you're enjoying? Um, I don't even know what else to get. I There was a big sale and I bought a lot of stuff, but I didn't play <laughs> any of it. That's why I think, I, I don't think I'm going to renew PlayStation Plus when, I, when what? I think in the summer. I don't play any of the games anymore. Like, I download them out of habit, and I'm like, wait, I'm not actually playing any of these. The last one I played was Rocket League. And and I've been trying to play that with Nick for months, and that still hasn't happened. Yeah, we need to try and do that. <laughs> yeah, I had, like, a Rocket League bender when I just, like, there was a weekend where, like, I had some buddies over and just basically played it all weekend. The local multiplayer in that is surprisingly fantastic. Hmm. Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> I'll um, jump in here and finish up um so i got my n64 back the other day with the hdmi mod installed into it and it is really cool um upscaling the n64 to 1080p um it works quite well um i've mainly been using it with the like the scan lines and stuff on because it makes it look i don't know as it should like on a crt i suppose um Without them, it looks a little, like, rougher. Like, there's a lot more jaggies and, like, a softer image and stuff. But, um, yeah, the mod's, like, going to be great for, like, capturing N64 and also, like, just taking it to other people's houses. And, like, if you've wanted to play with, like, yeah, other people and you don't have to go through composite to upscale. Yeah. <laughs> upscale to the HD TV. It'll actually, um, it'll actually look nice. Yeah, it does. It looks nice. It looks yeah, really good. I'm actually... Uh, I captured some stuff with a friend's capture thing yesterday, so I'm hopefully going to have like a video up on the NWR channel at some Sweet. point soon, if not already out by the time this is out. But, um, so yeah, everyone will be able to check out exactly sort of what it looks like and how it looks at such a high resolution um yeah i don't know what there's much more much more else to say about it other than what, it's really what, cool what games have you been playing with it uh i played i've mainly been chopping and changing uh just to you know test it out and make sure there's no problems like with the installation it doesn't seem to be it seems fine it looks absolutely fine but um today i played some mario 64 for an extended period of time and that was pretty good um what a great game. Yeah. And I also played a bit of... Um, what was it? Conquer. Conquer's better. Yeah, that's a, I'm, I might start replaying Conquer soon. Because um, I'm going to get rare... I'm going to get rare replay on my Xbox One. It's yeah, I thought part of my motivation for wanting to get one. Yeah, and that'll be yeah nice and native 1080p. It'll be all yes. clean. And uh, you're going to have to, yeah, get some buddies over and play the multiplayer on that. Oh, the multiplayer. multiplayer is so good. Well, I need to get more controllers for the Xbox One. So uh, maybe, yeah. Mm. Eh, that's, yeah. Controllers are freaking expensive. 
I mean, I think yeah. they always were. I'd, but... I think ever since the Wii, Wii generation, like, when, starting at that generation, they jumped up quite a bit. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, GameCube controllers here were, like, $50, but then when the Wii remote came out, it was, like, 80 70 or $80 for a Wii yeah. remote. Yeah, I mean, um, I know, I know, I think Wii remotes here were 40 nunchucks were 20 Yeah. And I think, like, the... It's been... I, I want to say PS... Because I haven't really bought a controller since I got... Like, I got... I have three controllers for my PS4, and I think they were fifty a piece. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what like I think that's what like the price of most controllers is at this point. And granted, I mean like like the Xbox, I my Xbox One controller f- had a fucking update. Like <laughs> the controller had an update. Yes, yes, the controller had an update. <laughs> um, I mean they're they're high tech things, I guess. There's also there's that Xbox One Elite controller that's like 150 bucks. Nintendo could win this price war by like putting out a gamepad for like 200 bucks or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> but like I mean it's tough because I really love playing local multiplayer games, but the controllers are so expensive. So like for the PS4 I've been kind of jerry rigging it by having my Vita be a a fourth controller for like Towerfall and stuff. Hmm. Also, my PS4 is kind of, like, janky, but okay. We can stop talking about yeah. anyway, Sony and Microsoft consoles. We will stop talking in this segment now. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll stop talking about the dirty competition, the PlayStation and the Xbox. And um, during the break, actually, I have recorded a little informal interview um, with... Uh, the guy that is trying to recreate the N64 controller parts, like the control stick parts. Um, he's actually got a Kickstarter up at the moment, which is already funded. But um, yeah, so I had a chat with him the other day, and we'll be going to that little interview uh, right now. So enjoy that, Woo! and we'll be back after that little mini segment. I'm here talking to Andy Vargas. Uh, he is the creator of uh, reproduction analog sticks for the Nintendo 64, or well, yeah, soon to be at least. Um, hi, Andy. How are you going? Good. Good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Uh, so let's just jump right into it. Um, with the N64 analog stick, uh, has always been a bit of a problem with it wearing out. So. You're the first person, really, to finally, you know, go all in and try and reproduce the the parts um, that were out in the stick, so we can mm-hmm. have nice, brand new uh, quality N64 controllers again. Um, right. So, when did you decide to undertake this endeavor? Um. So last year, I got into the um, Super Smash Brothers 64 community. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started playing with them, and I realized that they all had a problem with their sticks, and um, they kept buying it from eBay for twenty dollars to two hundred dollars for a yeah. new controller stick. And uh, day by day, and every controller uh, that was bought out, and there was just less and less. And uh, the the repair parts that were out there, they just weren't good. They just weren't good enough. Um, the speedrunners didn't like them, and the Smash 64 Pro players 
didn't like them at all. And so I, I decided, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and make my own. And so in September, I, I sent, uh, I bought a new unopened 64 controller from eBay. I took out the parts, I sent them for scanning, and uh, I 3D printed a prototype. Yeah, the um, I've actually, you know, I considered doing this a couple of years ago or something too. Like, I think a lot of people have thought about doing this at, at one point or another, but once you really start thinking about it, it becomes a lot more sort of complicated to try and reproduce the parts. Or like, even right. 3D printing um, isn't going to be like completely viable because the the plastic is too weak, right? Um, we're not yeah, um... print it out. Yeah, th- well, there's different materials um, I could choose from, and I chose uh, they they ref- they told me to use nylon, mm. the nylon material, and I I said sure, why don't we go with that? You guys are the professionals, I trust you, and so we did it, and uh, it worked, and um, the dimensions were were almost there. It was just the stick that fit in very nicely. The other parts, it was just too detailed. Um, um, but then it, yeah, it's, it's, it can be scary. It can be scary trying to, t- trying to get in this and, and not knowing what you're doing at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you did touch just on, just on the, um, rep- other replacements that are out there. The best one I've been able to find is just basically buying a, like a PCB from a guy called micro. Have you heard of, um, mm-hmm. that solution? Uh, no, so, um, so you, you mean like, uh, yeah, like a, you GameCube buy like style? a GameCube control stick, yeah, control the, stick uh, and, uh, this guy in one of the, you know, some European country, I think, um, has like basically rewritten the software. So the potentiometer like works close to an original stick. Um, but yeah, yes. it's, it's still not hundred percent perfect. Right, uh, which I which I tru- truly appreciate, like these guys who who trying to do it. And uh, there's a guy in Germany who's uh, he may be the guy you're talking about. He's making metal joysticks. His name is Linus or Linus, in uh, in the uh, Nintendo Forever Zeta boards. Uh, never heard of him, but I looked at his stuff and it looks really great. And I really hope he pushes through. Uh, the the problem with the potentiometers is uh, they. The the GameCube has a sixty degree potentiometer, mm. but the potentiometer that's being used in these sixty four uh, controllers or these new sixty four replacement parts uh, they have thirty eight degrees, yeah. um, and so uh, th- there's some problems that can go with that, and like you can't execute some specific actions like a like a spin attack in mm. in a in a, um, Smash or or some other games uh, that require precise inputs. Um, uh, but some players do prefer them. And like, if you're a casual player, uh, you won't really mind that, and um, I, they, that's perfectly fine. Mm. The um, the yeah, the guy that I ordered those PCBs from, it also comes with a sixty degree um, potentiometer as well. Um, so awesome. We, yeah, they're they're pretty good. You should maybe look into those. Anyway, um. So you recently launched a Kickstarter to try and uh, help help the process along, like the, one of the last steps, I would assume, in uh, the production of these new replacement parts for the control stick. Um, mm-hmm. Do you just want to 
go over a bit about how your Kickstarter is going and what the the goal overall goal is going to be? Yeah, of course. Uh, so it, it was my goal to, um, to our goal was eight thousand dollars, and most of that money was going to go to the molds that we needed to be manufactured in order to get uh, a replica of the sticks. And uh, those two molds are, are they're going to be of the uh, the toggles. Stick and the in uh, the bowl that goes mm. underneath the stick, um, and our primary goal is to get the molds right, to get the dimensions perfectly. Yeah. If we can get the dimensions perfectly, we can come out with a a, a good uh, replacement part. The second problem to that is the material that's going to be used, and the material has always been a problem. The Nintendo uh, 64 sticks, the originally manufactured ones, uh, they wore down really quickly, and not many people liked it, and uh, we wanted to improve the plastic as well. We want to improve the plastic, and we want to improve the design, which is also in our plans. Um, and so uh, that, that's, our, that's our primary mission, and uh, to just bring these replacement parts back to the community. And and uh, just um, want to have the controller alive again, because there's less and less controllers out there on eBay. Yeah. So... Um with in regards to like making it not wear down as quickly like what's one of this have you got any uh, you got a solution in mind is it just a harder plastic or um we've got um so we've got multiple plastics i don't want to get too much yeah, into okay, technical okay. jargon yeah. um but uh, the um the plastic will be harder um, than the uh, plastic being used in the originally manufactured sticks. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's also another, another way you've probably heard of greasing the stick, yeah, uh, yeah. which has uh, immensely helped uh, sticks. Um, the durability of the stick is extended for maybe years or months. Mm. And um, I've greased my stick with a Taylor, a Taylor lube, which is uh, amazing. Um, some others prefer other different types of greases yeah i tried uh, a um ceramic grease on an old controller ceramic grease yeah. is another one mm. that people uh love to to use and uh that that's that's great and i've gotten i've received messages and ideas um to include um small bottles of grease with each uh with each part inside uh, inside the package yeah which um which i think will help and and so they won't have to like come back after like three months, and it's like, oh hey, my 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 stick, uh, <laughs> the stick you made sucks, and mm. you know, and well, so I, I want to help, I want to help them, like you know, why don't we extend that, you know? Yeah, even with the original um, sticks, so like I've got my two original controllers from like two thousand, are still tight, like that's just from normal use. I mean, it's different if you're a pro Smash Brothers player or going crazy or Mario Party or something but uh yeah, they they can <laughs> yeah. they can last quite a while and I think for most ordinary people um if they ordered say one of your sticks it would probably last mm -hmm. for quite a while I'd imagine um mm -hmm. cuz yeah like I said my original control sticks are still close to new like they've worn obviously worn slightly I guess but mm -hmm. nothing too noticeable yet um yeah, I'm really jealous of your of your new sticks, then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah. Because I I have a I I have my controller is wearing out, and so I'm 
I'm kind of making this for myself too. It's like, okay, mm. I gotta get this right so I can replace my controllers too. Yeah, yeah. A couple of years ago, when I was getting back into N64 stuff, I was like, right, I got to try and get, I don't know, stockpile a few controllers and uh, ways to be able to use like use it in the future because it didn't seem like a solution like this was um, on the horizon at the time. Um, mm-hmm. Where we can just yeah swap out the exact parts basically, and right. I, I guess you know even if like sticks still wear down um, with your replacement parts eventually, it shouldn't you know hopefully it'll be easy enough to just order some more. I mean hopefully you can just sell them in bags eventually or something where you can just have like twenty sticks standing by. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. Um, the uh, 64 players uh, for the Smash. Um, they the Brazilians. They brought back like so many sticks back to their country. They posted a picture on on the community. <laughs> got so many likes. Like, hey guys, look at all these sticks that we got. Yeah, stockpiling uh, sticks. Yeah, stockpiling sticks. And there's some funny comments too. Uh, I love. Uh, there's this funny comment on uh, Smash Bros. Reddit uh, with the uh, Kickstarter, and someone said, "Well, there goes my 20 uh, 20 year investment for my new controller is going to sell for two thousand dollars." Uh, <laughs> And so it's it's pretty funny, um, but uh, I love the community so much. Yeah, yeah. And um, did you speaking of another controller? Have you ever tried the Hori Mini controller? Uh, I haven't. I, I haven't. Actually, I've... I I bought a few of those because I was like, oh well, those aren't going to wear out. Uh-huh. I may as well grab a couple yeah. of those. I've heard. I really want to get into um, repairing that as well. I've heard that they had uh, some. There's a, a problem called ghosting, and um, it's it's where uh, I I don't really know exactly what the term means, but they some Smash players they've had problems with their horries, and that uh, they won't execute an action that they should have. Like oh, okay. they mm. they do a. They do, they do, but they press A and it comes out B, and so that's the problem. And they, no one, I don't think, really knows what's going on inside yeah, that controller. Mm. Um, but I've heard that the Hori is a great alternative, and I've seen lots of players uh, use it. The only problem is um, it's expensive. I think it it's, is uh, expensive. It it varies. Um, this is in Australian currency, but I'm pretty sure hmm. they vary between like ninety and one hundred and twenty. Uh-huh. Um, you, like generally like what, around $80? Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah, it hovers around there depending on the condition and stuff. But um yeah, so I guess in closing, uh your your Kickstarter was yours was funded and uh-huh. the sticks are going to be produced like within the next few months, I think the goal was. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um yeah, if the sticks will be produced uh, in May and shipped in May. Hmm. Uh, the molds, right when the funding ends on March 15, I believe, uh, Kickstarter will process the funds and we'll have those funds within another two weeks. Yeah. And then we'll submit the order for the molds. And we're working really closely with the the CNC uh, machinery near me to get these right. Well, congratulations on the successful Kickstarter and um, great work on all this uh, pre-planning and stuff because you know a lot of people have thought about doing this in the past but it is a bit more involved than just making a mold and 
like you know by yourself and putting it out there <laughs> yeah yeah it is it uh took me a few months to research but um mm. yeah, but we're now now we're here yeah excellent oh thanks for having a chat with us and um we'll talk to you later maybe all right definitely nicholas uh, it was great to meet you man yeah you too thanks all right thank you thanks again to andy for appearing on connectivity um, we actually did speak a little longer after I'd finished recording, so I just wanted to relay some bit more information uh, on covering some of the stuff that we quickly chatted about. Uh, yeah, eventually, um, he, Andy's hope is to get the parts down to as being being as cheap as possible. So he said, hopefully, somewhere in the two to five dollar range. Uh, eventually, for the sticks, um, like yeah, he would he would like to have it so people can buy bulk um, sticks at, at some stage in packs. Um, some other future goals include uh, adding a rubber grip to the top so it's you know it's a bit softer, less hard on, on the thumb. Um, obviously the gears that also are part of the original controller design um, those wear out so one of the, the goals is to hopefully uh, scan those in, recreate the, those gears as well. Um, and a, a really far out goal um, for for Andy and his company is to have whole stick enclosures. So this would be a plug and play basically solution. It would just be the entire stick uh, control stick mechanism and enclosure that you would just take out your old one and throw this new one in and it would work right away. Um, some of the colors for the joysticks that are are possible depending on the material final material chosen so he's not too sure on the colors as of yet because the final um, plastic hasn't been chosen so some of the colors that might happen is black clear gray red brown yellow the original gray purple and turquoise so you know maybe maybe eventually we'll find out we can get some cool multicolored sticks but anyway I'll throw us back into the main segment where we are about to talk about the Pokemon anime
and we're back for our segment on the Pokemon anime. Uh, so, uh, maybe first what we'll do is, Neil, um, since you missed out on the last Pokemon episode, do you want to just recap sort of your experience with Pokemon? Like, how did it start with the games and, like, obviously the anime? Um, I was super hyped for Pokemon. Uh, when, when, I mean, I guess when Nintendo was revving up the, the marketing machine for that, I was in the perfect age group. Uh, I would have been, what, it was 98, so I would have yeah. been like 10 years old when Pokemon came out. And I recall with my best friend, Jeez, we would, so uh, Nintendo, old. oh, I know. Um, what am I, like two years older than you? When, yeah, when so you old, man. I was born in Are you 90, a 90s kid. Yeah, I was born, I was born, in, born in 1990. You know, I was born yeah. March fifteenth of nineteen ninety. Everyone, my birthday yeah, is. I am almost. I am almost literally two years older than you. To the so day. Old. No, you're exactly as old as my March brother. 18th. Wait, when's your birthday? Oh, March eighteenth. Okay, so you're not even two full years older than me. Not even two full years yeah, older. Almost. Than me. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so I was I was right in that wheelhouse, and I remember Nintendo Power. Um. They had Pokemon Power that would come out along that and just obsessing over that before the game came out. And then the game came out and I just devoured it. Um, I like played through it multiple times, got all 150 Pokemon, like just just adored that game. Watch the anime a little bit. I'm I'm right now I'm doing if if you want to check it out on NintendoReport.com, please read it because I want to do more because it's pretty fun and dumb. I'm going and rewatching the original anime, which we'll talk about more in a bit, and writing like recaps of them, uh, like a la the AV Club's TV Club stuff. Um, but yeah, so I'm a couple episodes into that, and I'm still at a point where I've seen all these episodes. Right now, I'm looking at an episode list of the first season, and I think I probably stopped watching around, like I guess, like maybe like episode fifteen. Like I remember, like. Um, yeah, like, I don't think I really got past, like, the fourth gym in the anime, and I kind of just stopped watching it. But I was into Pokemon cards. Uh, I, that probably faded away in, like, 2000, 2001. Um, but I was so into Pokemon Red and Blue, it was ridiculous. And then I kind of just fell off it for a long time until I got back into it um, in college to avoid doing finals Wait, so you, with Pokemon you Diamond You never and jumped and on the gold-silver bandwagon at the time? I, I, I did play gold. I, I, I had a friend who he had, I don't know, I don't remember if it was gold or silver, mm. but then he got crystal and he was like, Hey, like we should both play these. So I borrowed his copy of gold or silver and like restarted and then played that and thought that was really fun. But I just, it, I gave it back to him and then it never really occurred to me being like, maybe I should buy one of those new Pokemon games. Because I would just routinely restart Red or Blue hmm. and yeah. just replay it. Like that that was that was how I digested Pokemon games for close mm. to a decade. Was just keep on incessantly replaying the original. And then yeah, Diamond and Pearl, uh, I got that because I had a friend in my dorm. Uh she got I think she she had Diamond and then I got Pearl. And it was it was the kind of thing where it was like it came out around when finals were for the semester and I was like oh, I'll get it after finals like it'll be a reward and like two days like I probably had like a week of finals left and I went out and bought <laughs> it <laughs> so that was a terrible decision but I, I, oh, I I've been there for every main release since 
Uh, except for I still haven't gotten Omega Ruby and Alpha yeah, Sapphire. I actually bought That's um, the only one. Sapphire recently, just mainly Since... because soon it's probably going to start disappearing from shelves and the price will go up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I've been keeping an eye yeah. out for it. If I like, if I were to ever find it yeah. for like cheaper than thirty bucks, I'd buy it immediately. But Dude, it's still Target. full price. Target. Does Target. My have buddy it got uh, not not right now, but like a couple months ago, maybe a couple weeks ago. My buddy got Omega Ruby or Alpha Sapphire for like twenty five bucks or something. Okay, I don't think. Yeah, I mean that it probably went on sale, and I just wasn't paying attention. Yeah. But I do plan on getting that. I don't. I, at this point, I don't know if I'll ever play through mm-hmm. it though, because right now I'm, I'm romping through Pokemon Red. I, I got Pokemon Yellow. I've never played that before. And then yeah. Sun and Moon will be out. Yeah, in I'm fall. not gonna. So I'm not gonna play Sapphire like, when it's got it for the future, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I pulled open. Yeah, I pulled open my ruby today, and I have like six badges. And then I walked for like ten minutes to got to the next town, and I just wasn't feeling it. I was like, you know what? I do not want to play this right now. I just beat red, and uh, it's it's. I don't know. I wasn't excited. Pokemon, Pokemon red yeah. is really good. A red's amazing. <laughs> it's such a good game. <laughs> yeah, like that's I, all I got. I, I, like, yeah, I fully played through blue a, a couple of years ago and got everything again, and uh, it was a, it was a fun ex- like to re-experience it and uh, stuff again. Like, um, yeah, like I'm not sure I'm going to play through the virtual console releases all that soon either. Um, mainly because yeah, it still feels a bit fresh, and I think you know replaying an old game, having a bit more time between playthroughs is probably good for that sort of nostalgia hit i guess um but i am tempted to play through the 3ds1 version virtual console one just because i want to try and transfer it to um sun and moon when it comes out no i mean like i'm that's part of the reason why i got red and yellow is because originally um i was thinking uh, well i got red it's uh there there will be a review up on the site because we got um it'll be me brian rose and alex kalafi we're each playing different versions of it um, but I got yellow cause I was just like, well, I've never played it. And also I can just transfer all these Pokemon to sun and moon. Yeah. It'll be amazing. <laughs> yellow is pretty good. I, I don't mind yellow. Um, it's more, it's, you know, like the anime version of the game. Yeah. They added like team rocket and Pikachu and all that, which is kind of cool. Um, See, Nintendo lost a sale for me. Because I went there to the store and I was going to buy all three of them because I have that money that I need to spend before the school realizes they make the mistake and take it back. Um, so I was going to buy all three of them, but they come in three different languages. You can get like, I think it's English, Spanish, and French. So I said, okay, I'll just get one now. And I got red in English. And I was like, if I ever decide to learn a new language, if I like go learn Spanish or learn French, then I can go <laughs> and get that version of Pokemon in like blue or yellow or whatever. So I'm never gonna learn another language. So they're not <laughs> they're not gonna sell me those copies. So okay, I guess we should just yeah jump into the discussion on the anime. Um, I did mention on the last episode that yeah I caught the first episode sort of like by accident. I just woke up one morning and went down to watch the cartoons and pokemon was on i was like what's this crazy show it's sucked me right in i like 
just needed to see more episodes, so I watched it every day it was on. I started recording them to VHS, um, so getting up every morning, recording on the VHS tape, pausing the ads out and everything. Um, so I did that for quite a while. I had like six or seven tapes full of Pokemon recordings at one point, I think. Um, which I then later recorded over to record Doctor Who. <laughs> oh, not worth it, man. <laughs> In about 2005, I was still using VHS to record stuff. Um, so, yeah, like, the first episode is, like, really good at intru- like introducing the, sort of the world and um, Ash, obviously, Pikachu. Um, it's also pretty dramatic with, like, Spearow attacking Pikachu and riding on the bike Pikachu and Pikachu just, like, and... blows up the world. Yeah. Constantly. Oh, in every episode, yeah, Pikachu blows right, everything up. Right now, I'm two up. for two, rewatching this shit. Like where the first episode, he kills all those Spearow. I don't, I don't think they fainted. I think they did. They did. And then, <laughs> and then he blows up a hospital in episode two. Yeah, he blows up the entire building because oh, he's supercharged, right? He was supercharged yeah. from the yeah, from yeah. It was the all the Pikachus. And yeah, the and all the Pikachus. Yeah. But like this show is real dumb, but in a, in a super fun way. I mean, like, Pikachu fried Misty's bike as well, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this show, it came to me in a really weird way, where I was, like, the big Pokemaniac in my family. Like, I love Pokemon. I'm the one that had the game. I was, like, super into it. And I only heard rumors of the show. I was like, there's a Pokemon show, there's a Pokemon show. And I was like, what? And my school did this really stupid thing where it only had, like, five grades... And for, like, one of the grades, you would have to get bused to a different school. It was, like, some diversity thing they tried to do. Mm. And I was in the third grade, and my school did not have third grade. So I had to go to another city or another school all the way across town just to take third grade, which I probably just should have just skipped because it wasn't very hard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the rest of my family... My brother and my two sisters would sit at home and watch the Pokemon anime while I was on the bus. And then I would get <laughs> home and they would like tease me, be like, there's a Pokemon show, there's a Pokemon show, we watched it, you didn't get to watch it. And, like, I didn't know whether or not they were telling the truth or if they were just messing with me. Like, is this real? And then for Christmas, my grandma got me a VHS that had the first three episodes on it. It was called Pikachu, I Choose You. And it was beautiful and only had those three and it came with a little tiny comic version of the electric tale of pikachu and then i ended up getting all of those comics before like i ever saw the anime so i actually like read this weird comic adaptation of the anime before i ever saw the anime is that but, like yeah that's like the, the manga right yeah but the one that's about ash not the one that's about red the one that's uh, about okay. red is really good i mean this one's good yeah. too but, I read the one. I read a lot of the the one that was about red. Yeah, I have like, um, like thirty volumes on my shelf. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool over here. Um, but yeah, this show is magical. Like, it's really special the way that it it builds the world. It really makes you feel like the Pokemon world is a believable like place that people live in. Um, yeah, it's like it's something I want the games to like touch on like so i really want like a 3d like console version because it would make it feel closer to like the the world of the anime where it's like so huge and like um i don't know just interacting with like random different people and doing like saving bulbasaur or whatever you know like yeah i want one like that but with like real-time battles 
like yeah. uh like LBX or like a Tails game. That'd be interesting. I mean, they they have that like I guess yeah the. Uh, Pokemon Rumble is, I guess, the closest to a real-time battle system in a Pokemon game. And well, that's super no, Poke, Poke Park. Man, did you ever play Poke yeah. Park? No, Those I never did. The shit. Oh, my God. I, I heard they're very good. The first one's just really cutesy, and then the second one is, like, it starts off pretty cutesy, and then, the like, the dark type and ghost Pokemon come and, like, take over the world and drag everyone to hell. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, <laughs> really intense. You're like, what the fuck? game that i buy for my child yeah i played a couple demos of those games and they seemed really fun but i never got them i mean they're just minigame collections but they're in a world and you get to actually battle pokemon even though you're only pikachu ever so the the anime um originally i'm pretty sure it was only going to be one series long and ash was going to win the pokemon league but uh during you know the production of the show and as it was airing and Pokemon was had become this huge worldwide phenomenon, they opted to continue the show, so Ash lost the Pokemon League. Um, so the first <laughs> season, basically, I think, yeah, it goes up to like episode 80-something, uh, around 80, and uh, that's sort of the end of the Pokemon League, and that's generally considered like season one. Um, so what's... Uh, some of our like favorite episodes. I know Neil hasn't like watched it that recently, but Adam, aside Squirtle from the Squad, Samurai, man. Squirtle, Squirtle Squad, Squirtle, Squirtle Squad. Squad, no man, fuck the Squirtle Squad, the Meowth oh, episode. Ah, uh, yeah, the Meowth one's pretty good. Like where you, you get his backstory and how he learned to talk, and it's kind of sad, really. Um, you kind of sad. You cry every time <laughs> you watch that. Man, it's so sad. Poor Meowth. He just he loved that girl Meowth so much, and then he. Yeah freaked her out with his creepy talking is that is that the first season uh yeah it's like episode like 50 something like it's okay uh but my favorite part is that the first word he ever learned to say was rocket so that's why he joined team rocket (laughs) (laughs) i actually like some of the earlier episodes um i don't i kind of mind don't mind the um the samurai hard knocks the school one where um ash and that early like competing against like um the students of that school and like they were really good at like the knowledge base of pokemon but ash beat the person because he like improvised stuff like he just sort of his own kobayashi maru cheated (laughs) he He cheated and didn't follow i can't remember how he won but he didn't so so ash is basically kirk yeah i guess maybe (laughs) yeah kirk ash that same uh another episode that stood out back um like when I first watched it was the Bill's Lighthouse episode. I thought that was really cool as well. Oh I like um, I like Bill. Yeah. He was fun on the show. Isn't he like a British or something for some reason? Uh probably. <laughs> <laughs> um then you have like yeah, like the episode where he gets Charmander, Bulbasaur, and like yeah, the Squirtle Squad episode's pretty good. Um the episode where they go back to James's like mansion like parents oh, and stuff yeah that's yeah. a good one find out about I his do remember that one. everything and he like Is comes across jezebel jezebel yeah <laughs> jesse's twin oh basically. my god but jesse's backstory she was so poor they ate snow <laughs> yeah. holy shit that was heavy <laughs> they made like snow like steak and stuff yeah 
Oh, An episode yeah. that I thought was really cool as well was the one where... Oh, yeah, it was the, after the SSN sunk and they get washed up on the island with giant Pokemon, but it turns out it's like a theme park. Oh, yeah. Um, but they didn't realise. And, like, Pikachu and Charmander were all out to, like, by themselves and they're, they're subtitled. Because <laughs> 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 you can't understand them otherwise. Uh, so that was funny. Um, and, yeah, like, the... the some of the battles in the end of, at the end of the series uh, with the Pokemon League are pretty epic. I, um, for memory, like the grass field one with Bulbasaur against like a Scyther and stuff. Like some of the battles in the Pokemon League episodes are pretty, like well thought out and entertaining. Yeah. Um, like there's the one with Crab with Kingler. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Krabby. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did he evolve in that battle? Or he something? evolved in yeah. Why I think did Ash- <laughs> used him was like did, oh yeah and he needed a water he, pokemon to throw out there he never used he them in the whole series and then he pulls him out from the pokemon league <laughs> <laughs> i think he becomes he becomes like awesome though yeah you know i heard a really interesting theory like somewhere on the internet a couple years ago and i just can't shake it out of my head and it's that everything like all the pokemon media that we get in our world is actually, like, Pokemon media from the Pokemon world. Like, there isn't, like, an official canon one, but, like, the games are video games from the Pokemon world, and the anime is an anime from the Pokemon world. Wait, what the fuck are you talking about? This yeah, weird this, theory, like, it's... Oh, it's weird, yeah, but it, like, it's stuck in my head. Is this, and that's is why this like, how people think that, like, Bruce Wayne and Batman v Superman is actually going to be Deathstroke? No, that is ridiculous. That that doesn't make sense. <laughs> so but this makes sense. Well, that's why there's not like one main true storyline. They're all like based on the same true story, but we've never heard the true story. <laughs> so like, there's so this we need old... to get a you know like find out the we true need... origin of Pokemon. Yeah. Well, there's mm. like this. We need the like, proper canon. The legend in the Pokemon world of this character named Red. And that's what they based Ash off of. That's what they based the games off of. That's what they based the comics off of. Like, it's all based on this legend that we don't know of. This is how we're told the legend. Okay. Okay, okay. You guys are laughing at my crazy theories. (laughs) (laughs) I like how, I like how it was, this guy came up with this theory and you're like, it's my theory. (laughs) It's not my theory. I found it on the internet many years ago, but I hold it near and dear to my heart. Uh. It's my theory. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna edit that out though right <laughs> so um i guess the first movie also sort of falls under like the first season or two of um pokemon so what are our like memories and like thoughts on the first movie and like the whole lead up to that and stuff i feel really bad for making my dad take me to that movie um, I I didn't see the movie at first. I did buy a ticket to the Pokemon movie to go see the movie Dogma because I was not of legal age to see Dogma. Oh man, you got ripped <laughs> off. Unless you got the card. Did you get the card and see Dogma? I think I did get the card actually. <laughs> nice. No, the, uh, the first movie yeah. is good, and I liked how it actually the, um... is pretty fun. It is very fun. And the I liked how in the like the series you had like an episode where it sort of like led into it, 
because they showed like um, Mewtwo taking off and stuff. I think at the end of an episode. Yeah, well, that was like, in the uh, in the opening of every episode. No, it was off. like some like when they beat Giovanni. Yeah, or when he beat uh, the okay. eighth he took gem. it out out of the building. Like, oh, what's that? And then you find out like, um, yeah, like in in the movie, there's a clip that shows Gary fighting Giovanni and stuff as well. But which movie had the B fifty twos in it? <laughs> what is that? The first one or the second one? Oh, it's the second one. I'm sorry. Second one I had this song where they're like the chairs are wet, and it's the B fifty twos. It's fucking ridiculous. All the music. Oh my god, the music in the anime is so beautiful. Like I listened yeah, to the whole soundtrack gonna, the other day. I was a couple mention times. that. Like the the original like yeah orchestral um, music's pretty good. Like I have a, I really like the. Um, <laughs> do you know the song they play where it's like at the end of an episode and it's like becoming twilight and it's like oh that one yeah that one i'll play the, i'll play this one <laughs> i don't know what they're talking about but they're all beautiful and i yeah. want i want a game that has that music that the actually that'll be the a, an extra step for pokemon one day maybe they'll eventually add some like orchestral samples or something well, they have them. They could just use them. I think they mm. used them in, like, Stadium. Mm. So yeah. they could probably get away with it on the 3DS. But I don't know so what the music sounds like now. I don't know if, like, it's crappy now. Because everything in the old episodes was, like, handcrafted and beautiful. But now it's <laughs> so formulaic. Like I wouldn't like, go that far. <laughs> I mean, if you watch the animation now, I mean, you can tell it's pretty... It's Pretty not rough. handcrafted. It's done on a computer. The old ones, someone drew every episode, every every. Someone drew every, every episode. Now, is this the difference? Is they're not drawing it on paper? No, they didn't <laughs> draw every frame. They had a computer draw a frame. They made the model or whatever, and then it. They made the two D model. Them. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. It's different all than right. trying something over. The one and thing over that again. annoys me with the early episodes now is like when I watch it on DVD or like Netflix or something. It's like whenever Pikachu uses his electric attack, they drop the brightness by like 50%. Yep. Yeah, and every time there's a so bright light. It's so annoying. It's very annoying. I didn't notice that until I was like, until like 2009. Yeah, I, I didn't remember that happening on like, on the TV broadcast, but I, I assume that it had to have like been the same master and stuff, but... Yeah, it, it was just... after the Porygon thing in Japan. Yeah, it's just, it looks so bad though. It's annoying. It does look bad. Which, have you guys ever seen that episode? The Porygon nah. episode? Back in the day, yes, but I don't remember it much. Yeah, that was that's the seizure episode, right? Mm. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's there's a couple right. of band episodes. There was another one, the gun one. What it was about, though, where James ends up having boobs. It's Beauty and the Beach. Oh. The, yeah, that they episode, cut the whole episode for that reason. No, they just cut out James cross-dressing, but like that episode is short. And the then whole episode no, that about. that's the best episode because Ash's mom wins. Oh, okay. <laughs> At the end, she has the trophy, and she wasn't, like, in the competition fox. or anything. Like, it's not a dress. She just has the trophy, and is like, bye, Ash! <laughs> but she has the trophy from the beauty I, I, I feel like I, Mama Ketchum is the secret best character in the whole series. It's just hilarious when it's you so realize that Ash and his mom are voiced by the same person. Oh my god, the, are they really? What? Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and um, James and Brock are voiced by the same person. And the that, that one, that one, I could kind of tell. Yeah, but they had a different James for like the first two or three episodes. Yeah, there was a different yeah, James. Yeah, it's weird. Always uh, weird. 
and they changed yeah. Meowth at one point. And I think I think Misty is mm. also Jesse. I think that's true as well. I don't know that, but it would make sense. Yeah, I mean, they basically reuse like the same main actors, and then they would throw in like one or two people to be the that episode's like side character. So well, you they would, had people sounding the same all the time, all the time, and all those people were on like Yu Gi Oh and Cubics, and it was yeah. like five people voicing like all these shows. <laughs> <laughs> but I I did meet um, Veronica Taylor and. <gasps> uh, Eric Stewart at Supernova last year, like at a convention here in Australia, and that was pretty oh good. Goodness. So I That's got my awesome. hat signed. I got my Ash Ketchum hat signed by them. Did you have them like record your voice? No, I was going to get uh. them to do like an intro to connectivity because I hadn't uh. really thought about you know doing like a media thing beforehand. So I was like, oh damn, I should have done that. But I was going to just ask them to record something, but then it costs like twenty dollars to record something to your phone. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to pay twenty bucks. I'm already paying for the autograph, so... Man. But next time, next time. Yeah, next time that you run into Veronica Taylor and Eric I'm sure they'll be back. I mean, they came out a couple of years before, and um, Andrew Brown actually interviewed them for the site as well. Uh, Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Well, I watched um, Black and White right when it came out, and I watched it in Japanese because I was, like, elitist, and I didn't like the new English voice cast. Uh, and it was before Black and White, the games, came out here. Um, and I was watching them in Japanese, like, with subtitles, like, felt so cool. Uh, and it was really weird, because in the first episode, the announcer was like, Ash Ketchum, a ten-year-old boy! And then they kept calling Zekrom, uh, a Pokemon called Legendary. He wasn't a Legendary Pokemon, he was Zekrom, a Pokemon called Legendary. Um, but it was, like, the same old shit. I couldn't fucking believe it i was like it, this show is like on its 12th season and jesse james and meowth just showed up and tried to steal pikachu who is underpowered for some reason lost to a snivy like oh back then it wasn't snivy it was to jadja because they didn't have it's like five s's it's like t-s-u-t-s-t-s-u-s-u-s-u-s-u-s-u-s-u-s-u-s-u-s-u-s-u-s-u-s-u-s-u-s-u-s-u-s-u-s-u-s-u-s-u-s-u-s-u-s-u-
donuts. The donuts. And they changed it to like a hamburger and shit. Yeah, and it was totally like not. And they used to be um, they used to try and interweave like puns a lot. I mean, the the titles are always some sort of pun as well. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's puns are great. Where like what, what was the episode? I think it was the episode with uh, the two gangs were fighting, and Ash and I went under different names, and he was like, "I'm gonna be Tom Ado." Yeah, instead of Ash Ketcher's tomato. <laughs> tomato, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. What else What else do you guys want to talk about, about the anime? Um, the Pikachu language. I think we talked about that last time, but... Oh, uh, yeah, apparently, maybe, apparently you can translate was that next Pikachu. Time? Was that, did we talk about that next time or last time? We spoke about it last time. It might not have been on the recording, though. You said that you could translate the Pikachu like language to real words right yeah there's like 20 words like i think like there's like ketchup and ash misty uh i guess i could look it up you guys can probably <laughs> hear me tap 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 in tap 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 so i like to keep the i like to keep the microphone as close to the the keyboard as possible so people know so what it's I'm like typing. the poker rap What's up with that? I want to be the best there ever was. To well, no, beat no, no, like all the, the poker rest. rap at the end of at the end. Yeah, of, that's my the the That is yeah. the poker rap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had it like memorized back then, and I could sing along with the song. So I can't do it anymore, unless it's like certain sections are playing at the same time. Yeah, but yeah, the poker rap is like the most beautiful thing in the world. But then the second poker app is so awful, and it's so sad. I'd just like to see him try and do it now with, like, 700 Pokemon. <laughs> uh, someone did that, like, College Humor or something. do it? <laughs> it? It takes, like, an hour and a half later. It's just an entire album. I'll tell you what, like, a, a sort of a cool song that was on the second movie soundtrack was a track by, like, Weird Al Yankovic, I think. Oh, the Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. Yep. Everybody Pokemon. Yeah. That was a pretty catchy tune, so. Okay, so I found the, the list. There's some beautiful ones on here. Like there's Pikachu P, which is Kasumi or Misty. And then there's Pikachu, which is Takeshi or Brock. Or Kibago, who I guess is Aksu, the little dragon dude. But I knew that because it's a Kibago and Best Wishes. Um Oh, I don't know where Ash is, but it's not on the list, but it's Pika P because it's Satoshi. <laughs> uh, oh, he introduces himself as Pika Pikachu. That's his name. Pika Pikachu. He says Pika Pika like Sayonara for goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, these are beautiful. All right, so yeah, I'm I'm not really sure. There's much more to really sort of talk about sort of about the anime. I still kind of like it. It's like sometimes it's, it's something easy to watch. You can just throw on a po- episode of Pokemon. It's just sort of like mindless enough. You just like it's nostalgic sometimes. Um, but yeah, some episodes are better than others. Like as a kid, I used to not like the. Um, you know, I didn't really like Team Rocket all that much. They used to just detract from like what was ever happening with Ash and his yeah. friends. Uh, but watching it like more recently. Some of the, they are funny sometimes. Some of the the antics and like back and forth that they the actors have are 
is like humorous at sort of humorous like um enough to you know make it worth watching them do you guys watch x and y at all you seen any of it no no nope i haven't seen a single episode i don't even know what channel it's on or what it's called in japanese it's or anything on our net- it's on netflix here um i watched one episode but um, i haven't gone back to it well you have a magical netflix then because we don't have anything that new on our netflix here yeah <gasps> wait i could probably maybe like proxy and you're not supposed to do that but maybe i could do that <laughs> <laughs> where do you live australia no no, no. where do you live <laughs> I'm from the Pokemon world, Adam. Your, your theory oh was true. Oh yes. See, see, right now oh. you're just you're just on the latest episode right now. Is you're, this... on, you're on Professor Oak's uh, talk show. Yeah. yeah. Is this Pokemon connectivity from Pokemon World Report? Yeah. It's yeah. activity Oh my god. Connectivity. Yeah. Are we hooked up to another Game Boy right now? Yeah, we're gonna trade you. Oh my gosh! What you're gonna we're trade gonna clone, to me? We're gonna clone you, Adam. You're we're gonna trade clone me or you. trade with me? No, don't turn off. The, I might disappear the, forever. Yeah, you I might, might die. be cloned or I might mm. die. All right, uh, everyone, that'll do us for today. Thanks for listening, <laughs> and thanks for coming on, Neil and Adam. Anytime. Yeah, thank you for having me. Okay, so yeah, we'll be back in a couple of weeks for the episode two hundred of connectivity if you'd like to send in some listener mail or just you know random comments that we could like maybe include somewhere in the 200th episode please just uh send it to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com um or contact us on twitter which is at connectivity nwr all right so yeah we'll see everyone in two weeks and thanks for listening